Candace party. It's not a party, it's an intimate get together. Candace party. Candace party. Don't call it that, it's just a get together. Candace party. Candace party. Don't spill your drink, don't drop your food, don't make the music in the house go boom. Hey, don't use my mom's good scissors. And please stay out of my room. Welcome to Candace Party. It's not a podcast, it's an intimate get together. But it has at times been a party. No. No friends? No? All right. Nevertheless, she persisted. Boys and girls, and other people who aren't boys or girls, it's Candace Time Movie Party. There's a movie about the Phineas and the Fur, but primarily about the Candace. A little bit about the Isabella, tiny bit about the Bajit, barely about the Buford, and a, a moderate amount of Doofenshmirtz. Listen, the hit new Disney Plus exclusive film, Candace Against the Universe. But before that, it's called the Phineas and Ferb movie. It's called Phineas and Ferb, Candace Against the Universe. Phineas and Ferb, the movie, Candace Against the Universe. Very clear branding. We're going to talk about that movie now. Yeah. You cut a second of that. <laughs> you should probably cut a lot of that. We should, we should start over. We should, we should go from, from here. Welcome to Candace Party. I'm Molly. I'm Danny. I'm, I'm eating. As always. I'm Ryan. You're a cute little tuttle when you got a mouthful of food. You know that? I'm cool. <laughs> We've had a little bit of a break, and uh, but we're here now, and we're ready to talk about Candace Against the Universe. It's good. We, Bye. <laughs> it's pretty good. They did a good job. We were, you want to tell the story of when we first watched this movie, Ryan? Sure. So, you know, it was one fateful night of August 27th into the 28th at 3 a.m., we were all exhausted. We all wanted to die. But we knew the only thing that has been keeping us alive for months was coming out at 3 a.m. on our, uh, not October, on August 28th. And it was Candace Against the Universe. And that was you, our little baby girl. Um, but yeah, no. So we were all sleep deprived and wanted to die, quite frankly. But we knew that it would be worth it. So then once 3 a.m. hit, the mouse ran up the clock and hickory dickory. hickory dickory dock if you know what i mean and by that i mean we watched the movie and it was phenomenal i um, i recently started <laughs> seeing a, a um a specialist a specialist doctor you know how there's like i never remember the names i know a podiatrist is a foot doctor <laughs> you know like oh a like a podiatrist is a foot doctor i think a, a, what is it an oncologist is the ear nose throat guy no I don't... an oncologist is a cancer doctor oh well i'm sorry friends but uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought she was going to get her nose checked this is a <laughs> no weird bit you're doing here let me finish okay let me it's a long walk and you've made it longer by talking you, <laughs> you asked, asked a question, a question. <laughs> the point is you know there's different things but i never remember the names obviously so i just call someone you know oh that's the that's the head doctor that's the leg doctor and recently, I've been seeing a guy for my hickory dickory, and he's the hickory dickory doc. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Damn. I love that I well, spent I... so much time on the setup, and I said the punchline as quickly as possible so people would miss it. Boo. Um, boo. Back to... Boo, boo, I said. <laughs> you can run, but it won't be to the college of your choice, I tell you. 
Back to Candace against the uh, universe. It's a, we're gonna just tell, we're gonna spoil the movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's fine. It's on Disney Plus. If you if, haven't seen it, what are you doing? If you don't pay for Disney Plus, I'm sure there's a way for you to find it. Not that I encourage piracy, but I do. But like, but watch no, it on but Disney Plus. We want Plus. you to watch it because we want Dan and Swampy to get some hype, so we get more Dan and Swampy content. But yeah, mm. we had to watch the movie at three o'clock in the morning because Ryan was leaving for college oh, later yeah. that day. I forgot about that important aspect. Of and uh, we were exhausted. We're always up till three a.m. But for some reason that night it was, it was near the most impossible to stay up till three a.m. I think Danny went to bed and we actually woke him up again. I was so the angry. Movie. I, was, I didn't talk to you guys. He was so mad during the movie. I did not speak to either of you because I just I just kind of sat there wrapped up in a blanket like a grandma who doesn't approve. I of think Danny didn't come alive until a certain scene in the film that we'll talk about later. You speak, you, 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 you're, you're full of lies. I uh, never came alive. I'm <laughs> still a withered ghoul of a boy. <laughs> I mean... He's not wrong. No, no. there's no you're, lie. You're right, you're but right. one could never say uh, I'm right because, uh, oh boy, because you're a hack with a knack for, for stealing, stealing anything, anything you I can. can. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Casey Kirkpatrick, uh, one of the the co-writers of Something Rotten, the musical, uh, from which we we divined that great phrase, a hack with a knack for stealing anything you can. Uh, the opening number to Candace Against the Universe, <clears throat> Beautiful Day. Uh, was co-written by uh, Dan Poppenmeyer and Casey Kirkpatrick, and it's a great song, and we should all appreciate it. And uh, 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 Ryan, do a full cover of it right now. I'm still eating. Oh, God, you <laughs> little tuttle. Okay, fine, fine. No, I love that song a lot, though. It, at first, the first time I saw it, I was a little like, well, I don't know Everything how I feel. Everything in this movie looks a little weird. Yeah, so that's, and I think that's Not that even scene, weird in, like, a bad way, just a... It's different. different. Way. I felt like that scene with this song is where it looks the worst. It just, it looks weird. Yeah. It's not even bad. Not bad worst. I just mean like off model it's, worst. I think it's just because it's like newer animation techniques that are implemented. I, I think Candace just has incredibly heavy eyeliner and she never has before. And she's going through a face. Wow. Mom. Look at Molly commenting on a woman's appearance. How childish. How Her eyes are also an look odd at Molly shape. Playing into the but patriarchy. That could be an effect. Oh. Of the, uh, um, so now the woman's genetic. So are we just diving right in or does someone have a certain mature question for oh, us that's right sorts. the way the, the, the way the podcast works is i usually ask a very mature question up at the top about phineas and ferb if um, you don't have one just cut this out because no, no 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 everyone loves the bit everyone needs to hear this and i can freestyle we've gotten no feedback on the bit and i would like to make that which, clear <laughs> as which of the, phineas as of this and ferb character can successfully fold a fitted sheet <laughs> Balji. yeah he I feel like we've seen him with some. He's. I feel like he's a very neat person. I feel like when we see him in his, do you know what I mean? I feel like he well, likes wonder, things a, thir- a certain way. He's very obsessive. I wonder if the boys were taught how to do that when they went to that like military school. That was camp. a dream. Oh, I always forget that yeah. they didn't actually. The go. Smile Away Reformatory but is yet, real. They reference it. So did it happen? They do not reference it. They say the. Don't they reference that later? No funky rhythms? Yeah. Molly, Doofenshmirtz can do callbacks to things he didn't even hear in Night of the Living Pharmacist. Sometimes a joke takes over logic. Speaking of which, Ryan, how goes your existence? Oh, man. (laughs) You sounded like a character on Arthur getting disappointed. (laughs) Oh, man. I can't read, so these words don't apply to me. (laughs) 
Um, Remember I th- when the funniest thing on earth was just that picture of Arthur's bald up <laughs> fist? And we all thought it was hilarious. Stillus. Yeah. Um, I think Linda can. She's right. It still <laughs> is. It actually it's is lost pretty funny. zero novelties since the day Molly, that who, it dawned upon the internet. <laughs> Molly, who else can fold a fitted sheet? I think Linda. Um, I think she probably, you know, needs to be able to, and she does. Why? I feel like Buford can, because but you like think he can do it. A... She's the woman. No, wow. oh my. Because I think Lawrence is too incompetent to be able to do it. And I Lawrence say that, can paint by numbers. The and man I has say skill. this as someone who cannot fold a fitted sheet themselves. No. I think Buford can, and he can fold it better than anyone. But he, it's like one of those things yeah. that he just keeps to himself. Like his his life size molds of everyone in town. No, not oh, like, like that. More just like his. Side. Yes, mm, got it. Like like he folds it into many different shapes. I feel like he does some sort of origami with the sheets. I think Buford can do origami. That feels canon. Uh, yeah. Let's declare it canon now. I'll go at it the wick. Who do you oh, think God. can fold a fitted Who do sheet? I think can fold a fitted sheet? I know Doofenshmirtz has probably hurt himself trying to fold a fitted sheet, and that's all I've got. I know he can't do it. Um, it's more... I don't think Phineas and Ferb can. I think that they would build a machine that would do it. I, I think we should go through the whole cast painstakingly. Can we Vanessa? Get deep. Can Vanessa fold a fitted sheet? No, she can, but, but she, she wouldn't. When would she do laundry? I think she could, but I don't think she would. I, I think feel she like... would to prove that she's an adult. Mm. And that she shouldn't mm. be able to have a moped and yeah. a car. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. I think those some good answers. Great. Let's move on to the movie. <laughs> Back to the movie. Ryan is rubbing his started. cheek on the microphone, and you've said nothing about it. He's just twitching his face muscle onto the microphone. I try not Can to look at Ryan it, during folks? the podcast because it makes me angry. He's a nasty little freak. Why does it make you angry? No, let's talk about it. Because they're not going to be able to hear you. you like I'm Whoopi Goldberg right you. next. Let's talk about it. Let's. Why does that make you angry? The microphone. I'm pretty sure they um, can hear me. Okay, so the movie. We not, open with that song as we already discussed, and it looks so a little off. To anything that what else we got? Right uh finished verb stuff happens, man. Do you do you know what these people aren't having us just recap a movie to them? No, we talk about so anyway, the film. Candace goes to space, you know, like a real astronaut type. And um, <laughs> it's just the Queen of Mars episode. Candace yeah. goes to an alien planet. They treat her like she's great. There's a there's a mishap. Phineas and Ferb arrive to save her. She is now on the aliens' bad side, and eventually everybody uh, makes it out okay. But also, there's chicken murder, so yeah. it's a lot better than that episode. That being said, Queen of Mars is a great song. Queen of Mars is a great song that doesn't make an appearance in the film, well, no, but, but but the spirit of it's there. Um, yeah. I have to say that. Um, and it's like because we open with beautiful day. I'm just so impressed by Candace being able to clap and ride her bike <laughs> that because uh, I know I could never do it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like she should have felt special in that moment for that alone. And we didn't need the whole movie because of that. Yeah, her character. <laughs> <laughs> my brothers can build giant, amazing machines, but I can clap while I ride my bike. Haven't seen Get Phineas it. do that. Have you? Uh, She's Checkmate. I mean, I've seen checkmate. Sure. I've seen Phineas clap while riding a roller coaster that he built over the course of an afternoon. Um, I don't know. I mean, you. I just rewatched the movie right before this with Ryan, so I might have a few more specific things to say. Danny looks like he's dying as I speak for some reason. Yeah, my ear, nose, throat doctor gave me some bad news. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you should cut that uh, out. No, that's too that's much. That's hilarious. That's real world. No. <laughs> 
universe is against. <laughs> I love that song, and I'm very sad That's, the whole thing is why. Yeah, okay. It's like no, I get you're talking, doing this. We can the talk joke. about this later. Why do we why have full? No, it's at this point in the yeah. movie that she starts it. She sees the big robot. By the way, when they, in the in the opening the big opening sequence, we see the clown juggling the children is yeah, just like a stupid invention on their part. Whoa, wouldn't uh, no no? You want to tell me you wouldn't like to be juggled for once? I no. would not. I would love to not be juggled. Not by something made of once. fucking. Not what by... is wrong with being juggled? <laughs> not by something made of metal. Every time he throws you up and catches you, you're landing on metal. You think Phineas and Ferb haven't accounted for this? They're geniuses. You think they're not having I'm fun? I'm not a creep. Help. I'm passionate. Someone send help. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to just whisper some things and hope that they pick up yeah. while you guys are talking. Yeah, we've noticed. So, yeah. <laughs> the clown that juggles the children. Uh, we pan. We're 15 minutes in and you're still on the clown. We, 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 pan, we do a pan and a zoom over to Candace on the lawn and behind her. In the shot, right before it cuts to the title card, Candace Against the Universe, the grass behind her is so pixelated because they yeah. just zoomed in on the same drawing of the house. So it's like behind her head, it looks like MS Paint grass. Yeah. And now this movie was finished in an absolute what, what rush. Do you, what do you have against Microsoft Paint? <laughs> I have. Have you uh, seen Ringo's masterpieces? I have know? seen Ringo's MS Paint art. Molly, we got to show you Man Ringo's Man with paintings. blue hat. Mm. Yeah, baby is my favorite. My favorite is a piece of his called Yeah, baby, which is not related thousands to Austin Powers. Thousands of dollars each. I would say hundreds of thousands. Some, yes. Ringo, if you're out there, we'd love to get in contact with your art broker. It's just beautiful work. Mike um, uh, Ringo Starr from the Beatles yeah. paints in Microsoft. Yeah, paint. I, yeah, I picked up on that. Oh, okay. Well, I, I didn't. Danny know was pretty obsessed with this pixelated grass. He made us rewind several times to look at it. I made her rewind once to watch it when we watched the song on YouTube. She's a drama queen. Thank you. Nope. I'll be here all week. Um, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, I starring w- Lindsay Lohan and Molly. I wish. Tonight on Disney. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was like, we would be so lucky. Yeah. I would love to be in Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Um, I love those title credits, though. It's so dramatic. It right away makes the movie feel like the stakes are just so high. Candace against our universe. Now, listen, that doesn't sound good. But when it's mixed in with a whole chorus, it's going to sound it great. It sounds great. Thank you. The universe is against At any rate, I wish they played that song in full. They do the joke of someone interrupting a song several times throughout the movie. And I wish we could have just heard the full version of, of that song. It is. I think that's my favorite. Yeah. Of it's up there. It's hard for me to pick. Yeah. It depends on the day, but that one's definitely really up there for me. Yeah. Um, it, it does make the credits a jam. Yeah. But but the credits have a good song. They have We're Back. We don't need two good credits. Okay. Either. I was like really confused when we saw the movie and it like didn't start with We're Back. Like I was not aware that it was going to be a credit song. And I was yeah. like, it's going to be weird if they sing We're Back at the end. And then they just like didn't sing We're Back. And I was like, I... I'm confused. In their defense, it would be weird to open a movie with on Disney Plus. You can watch our brand new movie. At the time, I wasn't aware that was any of the lyrics. Okay, well, that would be a weird way to. No, you put on a movie and they would just start like that'd be like if you put on. uh, I don't know. That'd be like if in the middle of the movie, they were like, hey, we're all cartoons. Well, they did. Which they did. Yeah, But, you know, it would be like if you put on an episode of Umbrella Academy and someone just screamed, you're watching Netflix. Like, it'd be weird to just (laughs) have someone go like, this is what you're doing. Then again, all uh, TV shows used to have the little uh, channel logo in the corner, like you know, 
You're watching ABC. Um, that's true. That's you know. true. I oh, forgot about the little, age of TV. Do you remember uh, the pop-up ads that were so aggressive in the like mid-2000s that TV shows started to complain about them? Where they would like, at the bottom of the screen, it would be like, Oh, yeah. Person, they'd be like yeah. dancing. And they'd yeah. be like, you know, like Ellen DeGeneres would come up in the bottom of your screen and start dancing. And it would be she like, She really Ellen would. Yeah, no. And like all the time. You threw stuff at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> to get her to stop. No, but like it would just be like, the Simpsons would run across your screen and they'd like have their couch. And they'd I be like, actually wow, did forget about that. Yeah, I hated those. But at the same time, I loved when they would do them for a show that clearly did not film something special for the promo. So like um, here in uh, in the state where we live, uh, our local uh, uh, version of uh, of what is now the CW, our local version of that, which at the time was the double WWB. They would rerun Seinfeld. So like they would just put a, a picture of George Costanza folding his arms in the corner of the screen because that show had ended 20 years ago. So it's not like they could get Jason Alexander to film something to like pop up in the corner of your screen. So just a still photo of George Costanza would slide on screen and it would just say Seinfeld seven o'clock. Disney definitely had a lot of those, I feel like. Yeah, but they screen. had something new for everyone. Yeah, they weren't no. sliding still JPEGs no. of uh, it's probably. But should they have? Yes. Of thirty to forty year old, like just a still picture of Snow White slides oh. on your screen. Oh and it no, says, I meant George. I, says, me, I meant Jason Alexander. <laughs> a still picture of George Costanza on screen, and it just says dwarves seven o'clock. And you who? Um, anyway, Candace against the universe. Candace against the universe. Um, we open with Doof like trying to turn the mayor's mansion into lint and um, vacuuming it up. Yeah. Which, for some reason. To me, one of his more comprehensive plans. Yeah, like the fact that it <laughs> would that really kill did, his brother. It had. It would have to, unless he wasn't there. Would it just kill whoever's in the mansion? Turn them into lint? I think it might just turn the building into lint. But that massive amount of lint, because matter cannot be created or destroyed, Certainly. so it would just be converted into lint matter. It would be just as, as so. Much it would, mass, yeah, yeah. It would crush whoever's in the building, yeah, because it would have no structural integrity. Yeah. Well, see, here's my thing: is I didn't think that the lint that that robot turned into should have been strong enough for people to like land yeah. on safely. I was a little concerned about that. It's lint, and it's the same amount of mass as the clown robot was. So that's a whole uh, lot I of think. salt. This is going to bring me to my first quote that I wrote down. We mm. don't have a collective quotes for this film because we didn't do that. But um, I wrote some while watching it this past time, and I enjoy the quote of, um, It smelled like lint. It tasted like lint. Why were you tasting it? You were smelling it. Not on <laughs> purpose. I think um, my favorite line from this just sort of opening chunk of the movie is when uh, Perry throws a vacuum at Doof and he goes, you're using vacuum as a verb and a weapon. <laughs> There's a lot of discussion of verbs and nouns. There is there so much discussion. Really they is. work it into a song They later. were big on a grammar hop this time. <laughs> Dan Povenmire slams his fist on the desk. I need more grammar. Grammar of Spider-Man. <laughs> and then, you know, everyone else goes out and takes pictures. Tobey Maguire. Sounded more like Swampy, but, you know. Swampy doesn't sound like J. Jonah no, Jameson. As monogram, like... Yeah, well, I don't do a good J. Jonah Jameson. The but you is, do do a great Swampy. I do a wonderful Swampy Marsh impression. Everybody says I do a great Swampy Marsh. You can trust me. I thought I... <laughs> he doesn't oh, talk no. like that. I, well, yeah, I know. I don't think anyone can do a Swampy Marsh impression, except maybe put on some glasses and be the coolest man that ever, ever lived. You're God, right. he's such a cool... When you're so right, cool. just, do, you think, do you think he wants to be friends? I don't think he wants to be friends with you. You're a. You're but Swampy a, did read. You don't know tweet, how much that just hurt me. You were used. Shout no, out to Swampy. I mean, yes. Yeah, we had done a bingo game. I can't believe 
that you said he, you're a child. I am an adult now. Legal. Yes. So we can be friends and like go, go like get lunch or something. Okay, no one can get lunch. There's a pandemic. Okay, but after after laughter comes tears. At any rate, uh, like I was saying, we did a bingo. We did a bingo. Swampy Marsh. Yes, because we're ninety. Great. No, I'm kidding. The bingo was fun. I liked it. It was a movie prediction bingo where we yes. had plenty of fun, goofy, wacky options for people to pick from. I'm going to pull up some of our bingo boards and we're going to go through. Now, it's worth noting we did not get a single bingo. We didn't, we get, didn't a bingo, get a bingo, but, but we did, we did we get got, quite a few yeah. spaces some weird filled. Ones. Some I am, weird ones quite frankly, true. so disappointed that we did not think to put somebody like does the floss on there like yeah that that, that i can't believe we didn't think to put that in i can't believe it happened i can't believe it happened all right here's some of our bingo predictions folks i'm just gonna go through if you could not i was gonna do it as like elevator music to pass the time okay so well then give hum, something i'm fun. Lindana, would you okay so uh some of our predictions for the movie included baljeet is left floating in space Candace realizes that her favorite food is grilled cheese, but she's also allergic to dairy. Didn't happen. Someone says, it's a good day to die. Didn't happen. We find out Stacy has always had a secret twin. Not enough Stacy in this movie Not nearly enough Stacy. And no secret twin. They begin at, this is my one true complaint about the film, is that at the end of the movie, Stacy and Jeremy are preparing to fight the aliens. We are seeing the beginning of a fun subplot with the two of them. These characters have not interacted very much. They they have a strong connection through Candace, being their uh, best friend slash uh, girlfriend. And yet we never see them interact much. Yeah. And I thought we were going to have some fun times between these two. They get one joke and then they crash their car. Yeah, I feel like that I was like they a were gonna plot help. line that got yeah. like cut out. It feels like they didn't. If, I, listen, I'll say it. Disney should have given uh, Dan and Swampy a full two hour, two hour to yeah. ninety minute movie because they had two hours worth of material for this, and this was what eighty minutes, if that. Like it was short. It's an hour and twenty seven minutes, I believe. Okay, so it, it, it's seventy seven minutes. I can't count. Help me out here. Eighty seven. What's that? That's not long enough. Two hours. Yeah, the Incredibles two was two hours ten minutes. I think like that's the problem is we really thought for this movie, we were like, oh, there's go- there's got to be a lot of Jeremy and Stacy because it's a movie about Candace. Like they'd have to be. Involved. Yeah, I will say I didn't I, expect that. But much I but I did like that because a lot of our Candace plots that we get in the show are just linked to them, and I do like mm-hmm. to see Candace being on her I own. like her yeah, motivation like having Stacey. nothing to do with Jeremy. Yeah, I, love I know, but I like I wish those two had their own storyline. But I'm glad that they could have like a buddy cop film. Exactly, you know? that's what we were building yeah. up to yeah. with them in the truck and everything. We could have done just that. Stopped. And like I'm glad her motivation wasn't Jeremy, but it felt very out of character for Candace for her to she like essentially had no interaction with Jeremy even once they showed up she the only time she has a quote unquote interaction with him is in the beginning when she says that he's working at the game like yeah she literally has that one line are you going to the game later oh Jeremy's working snack stands see you later it's a beautiful day it really is it's such a beautiful anyway so um Some more predictions of ours. By the way, we didn't do bingo, B-I-N-G-O. We did A-G-L-E-T. Yep. Um, We had um, uh, Candace is now played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, Captain Bob is back and he's okay. Oh, 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 I forgot to say something before because we don't see one of the spaces was Belgique gets left in space. but We don't see Belgique get left in space, but there is some sort of alien monster that is floating in space for a very large portion of the film. The film. Yeah. 
We also have more spiders than you can shake a stick at. Which we counted that one because there, there, there were spiders. spiders. Yeah. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg did not make an appearance. The free space was the giant inexplicable floating baby head. Which because we happen. knew he would be. You could not do it. Um, let's see. We also have. We don't know why, but we feel like Phineas and Ferb might go to South America. They, they did not. They did not go to South America. The, we guess there would be a Queen of Mars callback. There was not. Well, there was. Was there? I mean, besides Valjeet the general plot. was talking about oh, the, portal. the portal. All right. Well, so that a one little bit of a callback. Yeah. We had marked down um, the Bedinkadinks finally lay waste to the service dwellers. Unfortunately, did not did occur. Did not happen. Uh, a new character we've never seen before, but is treated like a member of the gang. No. No, but that alien queen gets a lot of screen time she for does. someone who has nothing to do. Voiced by- There uh, are celebrity guests. We have that one. Yes, we do have plenty She's of celebrities. She's voiced by Ali Wong. Yeah. Um, and of course, Tiffany Haddish as the noise uh, people Candace. make when they explode. Which like boggles my mind that they got Tiffany Haddish just to yeah. say Candace. Coltrane did come back. That was one of them. Yeah, but like- but didn't not say as a anything. plot point, but he was there. Yeah, yeah. Someone finally pays Carl for doing his job. Uh, we had Kristen Shaw. We just really thought Kristen Shaw was going to be in here. She's in everything. We, we were just kind of hoping, honestly. Yeah. Turns out Doof actually had a happy childhood. Didn't turn out to be true. No. We said it would all be little Susie Johnson's fault. It was not. That we know of. We guessed that Jeremy might lose his job at Mr. Slushy Burger, but not Mr. Slushy Dog, so he still has to wear the wiener hat. He was working in a food truck during this. At a Mr. Slushy Dog food truck, which I would like to point out was not spelt dog, D-A-W-G, as we've previously seen. Yeah. It was just spelt D-O-G. No, I'd like to be clear. Not D-O-G from Milo Murphy's Law. No. no. Uh, we did guess uh, that Irving would get sucked into a jet turbine like Syndrome from The Incredibles, and that did not happen. Unfortunately, it did not Unfortunately, occur. Didn't happen. We guessed uh, there would be a cameo by Laura Dern. There was not. We guessed that there would be a reference uh, to the now late, great Ruth Bader Ginsburg. There was not. Um, Boy, we, was it a missed opportunity. We guessed that Peter the Panda would steal your man. He did, but he wasn't in the movie. <laughs> uh, Stacy's mini golf skills did not save the day, as we predicted. We did see Django. We thought that we might hear that one guitar chord that they play at the end of every episode. You know the one. Bow, just bow, that. Bow, 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 or, yeah. or just, or just bow. the bow, Just that version. Yeah, I didn't think didn't they'd happen. go for the full riff. Yeah. Uh, we said love handle, more like love scandal, but they did nothing scandalous. Yeah, the only scandal was that they weren't in the movie. We thought that the entire cast might be replaced by Australians and unfortunately, unfortunately did not occur. it didn't they weren't replaced I just offended every Australian Ryan and I do very authentic Australian no accents. jokes really about Candace's neck length but a joke about Doof's neck yeah he has bad posture um I guessed that Swampy Marsh would start a TikTok, quickly surpassing Dan, Pop, and Myron followers, which would cause a Beatles-esque breakup, which destroys the creative duo behind Phineas and Ferb as of this recording Swampy has not taken action uh, the Property Brothers make an offer on the Flynn Fletcher place. They did not. And uh, my final guess that I want to read out loud for now is um, I guessed that the Bettys would bet badly being bilked by bald bookies before bil- uh, before billing. Uh, but behind buy-in, bank balances would bounce back below Bafo box office. Bingo. Now, that did not happen. The Bettys did not appear in the film, and they have not appeared since that one episode they were in. in like, I they told like me to get ready for them, and I've been, been ready, ready since. Oh, no. I do I do have one last one. I would like to say that um, we did guess that someone would die violently, and they did, and yeah. I was quite surprised. They yeah. let this monster eat these aliens, and although he eats them slowly, the alien does make sure to announce that they are not going to be okay, and they're not, <laughs> and we never see them again. Um, so... Also, the plant mama does die, 
and uh, I don't know if we want to count that as a person, but it does seem to have a personality. So I think I think it's an alien plant, and then I don't think that we really know that much about aliens to define what counts as a person and what is not. Right. Yeah, I will say that we were correct about one weird prediction, which is Phineas and Ferb realized their cartoons. Somehow that one did happen. Happened. Yeah, and that yeah. was not yeah. one I thought would. All the ones that I thought would happen were not the like ones Bajit that did. Like refusing to testify before Congress. <laughs> I assumed that that That's was That's my be favorite there. one we, we put in. And it didn't happen, Bajit but he <laughs> does like mention that his petition was like accepted. So oh, that's my favorite joke in the movie. Oh, yeah, so this could happen someday. My favorite joke in the movie is when there is a petting zoo downtown and someone yells, why is there a petting zoo downtown? And Bajit just goes, my petition worked! And it's so scary. That's one of the quotes that I had written rewatching it. Yeah, I thought Ferb might joke. have a monologue. I he, thought he tends to, but he didn't. He, he didn't, didn't though. He just kind of spoke. I was just, I just was kind of hoping he would. Because he had about as much him. dialogue as Jeremy Johnson. Good night, everybody. See, yeah, that was like, my big problem with the movie. Honestly, is that I thought Jeremy sounded so weird, and I know that he was barely in the movie, the so it shouldn't have been problem. my big problem. But I felt like he sounded weird to the point where I didn't think it was Mitchell Musso. He did, and sound then a I found different. out it was still Mitchell Musso. Okay. so Mitchell, what's going on, buddy? Mitchell Musso sounds fine. You're weird. Ferb has a completely I didn't, I different voice. I wasn't like, oh my god, he sounds bad. We I was just like, get, it's we just like get Thomas Brody Sangster, whatever his name is, into a booth for for ten minutes to record the five Ferb lines we need. Hey, but David did a great job. Yes, he did a great job. And he did a great job on the Milo Murphy's Law uh, crossover as well, where I did not notice that Ferb had a different voice um, at all. And uh, it's just good. good. He's also, Ferb has a line in a song, which is very rare, in his own voice, not in a, like, you know, that deep voice or something. He's not doing, like, the riff like he does in the um, Better With Perry. No, I was talking about that. Where he sings like that really high note in uh, Uh, Everything's Better With Perry. Yes. And he does the you know that thing uh, I didn't need to demonstrate that I'm really sorry I'd ask you to um, edit it out but I'm lazy and so are you I feel like I would just feel like we should talk about the um, huge emotional weight of this film sure now I just like the emotional stakes of this movie are so high like I found myself crying multiple times throughout the film at parts that like didn't even make sense and maybe that's just because I'm an emotional it, wreck but. It, it is an emotional roller coaster and we know how important roller coasters are Let's to the Phineas and Ferb you do not have to build a roller coaster you don't to make the most of every day yeah. no but summer. like for real they go through a lot they, they evoke a lot of different emotions from their audience and they that's do when I heard someone say a tiny meaningless speck in the universe completely overshadowed by my brothers, <laughs> I, I truly felt that. Well, Ryan and I are quite gl- uh, glamorous. Yeah. We're, we're, we're pretty chill. You know, Ryan we, and I. We are quite present people. Yes. Like you walk in a room and it's like, oh, no. It doesn't help that They're usually. Here. <laughs> usually Ryan and then and they I, all leave. Yeah, Ryan and I usually <clears> enter a room with uh, sort of our arms hooked like we're off to see the wizard, but we're coming and doing like a 70s yeah. disco step. So Superstition like is playing behind us yes. as we walk in, but just the riff because we couldn't get the rights to anything else. No. So it's just a... Now, now, we now, tried now, to get now, um, now, the song uh, Sir Duke, the... Mm-hmm. No, no, we no, do love that song. But it turns out the NBA has that song in like an exclusive public performance license it's crazy so yeah so we usually walk in a room doing that like two steps we just had to like walk into the mall with like some fake superstition riff playing behind us and it was so awkward it it, instead of ours goes like this it like goes up at one point you did a real something rotten right there i know five notes it's a hard knock life for us it goes up at the end that's the difference no no it's a hard knock life 
for us. Thank you. I couldn't do it. You did the real one. Oh no! Right, now we're gonna sued. Oh, sure, gonna Somebody call Casey Kirkpatrick. Um, but yeah, Danny, I had the ability. <laughs> <laughs> I would have long ago. It's just oh, such an emotional <laughs> film. Yeah. Um, it is a very emotionally impactful for a movie where one of our main characters is named Super Super Big Doctor. Yes. That. <laughs> I, what a good joke! I, uh, what a weird just, joke! Just what. I was saying to Molly after we watched this, I think the first or second time, I feel very much about these two Phineas and Ferb movies across the second dimension and Candace against the universe. I feel very similarly as I do about the two SpongeBob movies, uh, but in reverse. So like the first SpongeBob movie is a very interesting, uh, well-made narrative. It's about SpongeBob and Patrick and none of the other characters really matter that much. Like there's no Sandy Cheeks moment in, uh, in, in the first SpongeBob movie. Even though Sandy's an incredibly, uh, yes, even though she's an incredibly important part of the show, there's no Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy scene. There's no Mrs. Puff. There's none of that. Squidward gets like a scene. Mr. Krabs gets like a scene and then is frozen for the rest of the movie. In this particular Phineas and Ferb movie, we have a very similar situation where it is about Candace. Phineas and Ferb are important enough, but everyone else is just kind of there as background setting. The Simpsons movie does the same thing where it's about the Simpsons family and everyone else is kind of pushed off to the side. There's not mm-hmm. a lengthy scene about Grandpa Simpson, you know? Um, I feel So I, I feel that's what this movie is doing. Whereas like the second SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water, is a lot of references to the TV show. When the credits roll, they have Squidward do his um, interpretive dance under the credits. Mrs. Puff is there. Pearl is there. Like more supporting characters. Mm-hmm. The main cast goes with SpongeBob and Patrick. So like Sandy's an important character. Plankton is a big character. Uh, w- across the Second Dimension is more like that, where everyone gets a moment Love Handle sings during like the finale of the movie. And so in that way, Across the Second Dimension is a much more appropriate, like, here's our movie of this TV show. But Candace Against the Universe is a really great movie that is actually about something and actually has like a moral and a theme and like something it's trying to say about inadequacy and and loving yourself. Whereas like Across the Second Dimension is like, isn't it funny that this monster is the size of a two car garage? Yeah, like, I mean, and we talked about this a lot, but it's very much like they made with Across the Second Dimension, that is like a very long extended episode of Phineas and Ferb, whereas this is like, the stakes are just so much higher than any episode of the show would ever be, especially emotionally, like. Emotionally, but also they mentioned death a lot in this film. He's going to kill that chicken. Yeah. Okay, first of all, one of the most, especially as at 3 a.m., one of the yeah. most unexpected things yeah. to happen in that so film was to him for him to whip out an axe and say, well, you know, accidents happen. Yeah. <laughs> With I the also, look in his eyes. that he has a self-destruct. The self-destruct button on, <laughs> on the, the back, back of, of the axe. axe. The, the, con- the axinator. The, the continuity. That's so it's good. It's perfect. I, Not enough Carl. Um, actually, I was surprised <laughs> by the amount of Carl. Yeah. Um, because they had that scene too, where they're like looking through the manuals. Sure. And to find the, I I forgot about that. Not Carl enough. Not Carl enough. He should have been that. Uh, he should have been in his undercover mode as that woman who works at the blueprint store. I enjoy that. That's um. That's Carl. I have to share one of my favorite quotes of the movie. Um, is that what you're doing today? Making big waffles. <laughs> and then Phineas and Ferb, there are no waffles in here. Oh. I, I enjoyed that very much when Candace finds out uh, she thinks the spaceship is a waffle machine, and it's not. We do have a Milo Murphy's Law reference. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about the bingo. Yeah. 
Uh, apparently, Weird Al had recorded a cameo as Milo Murphy for the movie, and then that was cut, and so he plays someone else. He's like a... T-shirt cannon guy. Yeah, he's the t-shirt cannon. Thank you. But we do have chop, chop, chop. Chop away, away at my heart. Away at my heart. By the oh, lumber zacks. Yeah. I can feel it fall, and now we'll never part. Um, Did you guys notice that I love Candace's file photo for Alka? It's her on the beach getting bit by a crab, <laughs> and it's the most accurate Candace Pinched. file photo ever. See, I was couldn't think of what the right it's word. It's like would when be. people say a bee bit you. It's a yeah. bee stung you, and a, I've never a fly heard that. But yeah. yeah, flies don't bite people. Do What's they? with the weird joke? The I can't even say it. Roblox, Roblox, Roblox. Oh, where they just what start. What is that? Where Phineas and Ferb just keep rambling the name of the planet. I don't know. I love it. It's a weird joke that happens multiple times in the movie, as though it's a callback to something like that they've done before. And well, apparently. The the what what, what the Oh, I, this is what I want to talk about. Yeah, I was just about yeah, to say. I was like, say I can't it. talk. I've had something to talk about, but I forgot. This is it. So the name of the planet is Fiblaut, which if it's spelled backwards, it kind of spells two all beef, as in two all beef patties. Well, I don't know the rest of the Big Mac. Special Thank sauce, you. lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Bruh. I F- think. I hope. Ooh. Who are these people that have... Okay, Jerry Seinfeld. Who are these people? Wait, that's not Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, Who are these people? I can't do Jerry Seinfeld. Kramer, bring me my cigarettes. Pull up my resume right now. Tell me where I said I could do a Jerry Seinfeld impression. Nowhere, but you didn't say you were going to do Harvey Firestein instead. (laughs) Well, you know I can. Not after what happened. Who thinks of that? Only the most gifted mind on the world either that or the sickest one out <laughs> dan provenmeyer did a little tiktok where he does the whole thing backwards without yeah. without a blink yeah, and that it scared thought. me so i guess dan was behind this well you're behind this <laughs> or not he's you just the man whose name it. is in the credits <laughs> you did while this. he's doing it, though it just sounds terrifying like you're like what is it's how just is his eyes rolled in the well, back of his right, head right, right, and he right. just he just opens his mouth and it comes out. He doesn't even move his lips. It's terrifying. Um, what's also terrifying is all of Belgique's disgusting, terrifying scenarios, including puppies that shoot nerve gas. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much There's like so violence. Much I love violence and, and I love it. Oh, it's great. Belgique is one of the greatest fictional characters. Of Us as a society, I think we need more. What an interesting side of Belgique in this, though, where he's like so obsessed with space adventures. Like we get that. Excuse me. Excuse me, that is set up in the episode with I, the Spinkies I, versus the Feckies. Excuse me, I we was not to, saying that it's me. random that he... Excuse me, I, sir. I recognize the costumes, Honor, Danny. Sir, your honor. Uh, you, I would also like to point out that you did another unintentional spoonerism. Oh, did I do this? You said the Spinkies and the Feckies oh. when it is the Finkies and the Speckies. God. Unless you're just that much of a moron. I'm not a moron, I spoonerized. <laughs> uh, then I don't even know what you are. <laughs> Your Honor, I spoonerize. But the way it's presented in the movie is as though this is always part the of his. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Overruled. <laughs> Scooby-Doo? <laughs> anyway, but they treat that like it's always part of Baljeet's character a little bit because yeah. of how much of a plot point it is in this. Um, but I like it. I like getting Baljeet like kind of his chance to be like the hero, you know? He's, yeah, but then he no. messes it up, and the then face Phineas you made—the face it. you made when you looked at me and said, I'm "Kind of the hero." <laughs> you look like when Scarlett Johansson tries to smile in a movie. <laughs> it's all smirk. She does her little half smile? No offense to Scarlett Johansson; she's in the SpongeBob movie. Does a great job as Mindy the Mermaid. Um, I always forget. We all do. <laughs> yeah, 
It's impossible to remember that Scarlett Johansson did that. Do you think she remembers? No, but I did think she took the job from a real mermaid actress. (laughs) 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 Moving on. Um, No, I can't move on from that, Disney. That was so good. Thank you. I'll be her. Buford in the canoe. Buford in the canoe, a great little. The greatest. I, the the fact that they went back novel. to like reanimate the whole movie because of it. <laughs> well, they just had to add it in the storyboards. They hadn't animated. The worth it. We all know Whatever that this movie did. was not animated until the quarantine started, yes. and they did it from their homes. Worth it though. Worth it. Which I love this canoe joke. It is insane to me, because like yeah, we're like oh, it looks different, but it still An looks amazing. amazing. Piece of history, just for the reason that yeah. it was done this way. Um, I, I love that there's that video of Dan Pavenmeyer adding Phineas's freckles in Photoshop. Yeah. Which was one of our bingo squares, was that Dan yes. was going to forget to put his freckles on one frame in the movie and we never let him forget we it. never let him live it down. Uh, and we still don't know if that happened know if yet. Happened yet. We haven't scrubbed through frame by frame. Not yet. We're doing no, that we, Yeah. That's what's happening after we record this. Lock the doors. Let's have a kiki, but also unrelated to that. Let's uh, go through Phineas and Ferb frame by frame. I, um, I have some more quotes here. Um... All right, I guess neither of us are aliens, but what's with your neck? <laughs> is, Buford's is that a quote from the movie, or is that something we've said to each other? Probably both. Um, I just like the concept. It's not even a quote, but it's it's in quotes. I wrote it. Astrologically impossible. <laughs> it's a good bit. Um, and I love the way that um, Major Monogram yells at like Perry. He's like, I guess in retrospect, you are the single worst agent we could have sent on this mission. And it's like... I enjoy it. it. It makes me laugh. I will say that I love Doof uh, taking care of the kids for the day. Yeah, it's a different dynamic we don't usually see. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I like it. He's, you know, he's bad at adulting. And that song is, is much catchier than I had thought it was. Yeah. Because you watch the movie and it just kind of goes by and you're like, that's a nice little song. I'm glad Isabella has something to do for five minutes. But then uh, after the movie, you're just walking around the house and you just go, bye, adulting, adulting. Like, you know, you're just wandering around, you know, and and it, it sticks with you and you're trying to make coffee. And uh, next thing you know, you throw the coffee pot in the air because you're doing that little hand motion he does where he makes the sort of jazz square <laughs> with his hands. Yeah. He moves so fast. We like, all wow. started so to funny. physically do it yeah. in the room, but no one can see that. So anyway. um, Yeah, I like getting to see him interact with the kids and like. You know, have this kind of like Baljeet's annoyed at him because he's not so smart, but then Baljeet's on his side later, and then like Isabella, you know, it's a convincing song. It's it's good. It's good. I'm not gonna lie, it's been playing in my head on repeat since yeah. I watched it an hour ago. You're doing the Scarlet Johansson side smile. I know purpose. because Don't I no, Danny, Danny, look at me. This is how you act, Ugh. and I know none of you can look at me, but it's fine because see how my words are being altered a little bit by me smirking. That's because of the smirk. You can hear someone smile when they when okay, they talk, yeah, yeah. Really... You can. Here, I'm gonna, and a lot of the time, you can hear like it's their lips sliding against the teeth, like. I'm sure this is really fun for all of the listeners that we are surely losing at an exponential rate by doing this. So I'm gonna um, talk while I frown for the next few minutes and see if anyone. <laughs> there you go. What do she's new? <laughs> I'm so happy. Dog. <laughs> Can I you have hear this... the <laughs> Can you hear the difference, sir? I had this Adult. moment today when we were watching when Candace and Vanessa first get onto the ship where and you hear like the other people starting to approach and I was like, oh no, they need to put on their masks. And I was like, oh. I I know this is a phenomenon that everyone keeps having while watching yeah. TV, but it really got me this time. But also it got me that this movie kind of like 
predicted the coronavirus because we have this scene at the end where they have all these like you know red particles floating through the air and everyone's like put on your gas mask and then everybody's wearing masks fact and phineas like, ferb and the gang wear masks you, you should, should all too, too. <laughs> we saw what happened to the people that didn't yeah facts i watched a video the other day it was on the news while you were with me and uh two people hugged and they didn't have masks on and i would i i told my brain like it's okay this is old footage and then they were like this was the scene today at the rose garden in the white house oh, no. and i was like oh no <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. And that was before we... Uh, anyway. So, um, um, an evergreen podcast. Uh, Unsung Hero. Yeah. Love that Love that little song. Which I'm wondering, like, is that what Perry is just singing in his head to himself? Like, we don't know what Perry's yeah. voice sounds like. Like, what if that's what Perry sounds like? My favorite one, Major Monogram, is like, we know you have such a way with words. and So, <laughs> if you could please prevent from <laughs> destroying the environment. <laughs> yeah. I, um... I don't mean to be uh, rude, but uh, I want to do a tangent now. Okay. You were talking about you don't know what Perry sounds like. We all, as a society, don't know what Snoopy the dog sounds like. We only know those little noises he makes. But we know what he's thinking. Yes. From the comic strip, we know what he's thinking. But No, no, no. I mean, his entire time is the Red Baron. Is so oh, well, no, the, we know what he's, he's not the Red Baron. We know what he, he's, the World War One, he's the World War One flying okay, ace right, right, who shoots right, right, down the Red Baron. Okay. Okay, you know you're you nothing. You know you're nothing. Don't, you're you're nothing. Don't, don't do you're the nothing. hand at me. Sweater I'm doing the hand at you. Sweater weather. 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 <laughs> I'm under a cold air vent. Listen, sweater weather. Anyway, so Snoopy, we don't know what he sounds like, but in all the comic strips, he has little thought bubbles. So when they did the stage musical of Charlie Brown, uh, before they did any of the animated specials, they gave Snoopy songs because he has thought bubbles yeah. like Garfield. And I guess they were just like, I don't know, Snoopy talks. So... In the stage musical, uh, they did a revival of it in the 90s with uh, Kristen Chenoweth as Sally. They replaced Patty, who's one of the original Peanuts characters, who they never used later on because we had Peppermint Patty. So what was the point in having a second Patty? They replaced her with Sally Brown. They had Kristen Chenoweth play her. Roger, um, oh no, what's his name? What's his name from uh, from Rent, the main guy in, in Rent. What's that actor's name? Mm-hmm. Rap. Anthony, oh, Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp. He was Charlie Brown. Uh, he didn't shave his head for it, but you know, it's he, he's blonde. And he's I was Snoopy. Yes. Roger Bart played Snoopy. So basically, Ryan. Right. And yeah. So it's weird to me that Snoopy would sound like I Roger wish. Bart. And I guess I just want to ask wh- who should play Perry? Now, obviously, D. Bradley Baker provides the noises for Perry, he the little horn, all that stuff. Okay. I want a weird Broadway casting that somehow slips under the radar. Who's Josh Groban. Okay, yeah, no, got it in one. Yep. Because no one else has, has, of course. You I would, would love Dolly Parton. But I, I just think that Josh Groban would just, I feel like no one he's can capture dramatic. just that, the dramatic, the drama, but also he just is so, he's yeah. just so calm. But and Perry's cool, facial expressions are really what makes it. So do I need someone more expressive mm. than Josh Groban? What here's a, my a Josh Gad. Here's my oh no, <laughs> oh my god, that's the opposite end of the Josh spectrum, Molly. That's <laughs> it is. That's need, we're getting I a book a of Mormon Josh. <laughs> oh, what if it no, was? No, you Josh know what Ryan Gad? and I Josh saw, Peck. which blew my <laughs> the perfect middle point between yes! us. Honestly, Peck, honestly, <laughs> the perfect middle point on the Josh Hashtag spectrum. Hashtag Josh Peck as Perry. I think um, we can. I don't. I don't know. I think D. I think D could do it. Okay, no, yeah. Ryan and I noticed today, and it's not right. Why in the other language versions of Phineas yeah. and Ferb does Perry need a different voice? Legal reasons, unions. Well, that wasn't nearly as fun as we thought it would be. Yeah, 
<laughs> I thought like maybe like the, but like do they tra- like you know how like in Spanish it? they say like you know certain animals make different sounds like yeah like in Japan cats are like yam yam yeah meow. so I thought maybe it was something like that and they had another cool platypus noise I don't want to be rude but um I don't think there's a famous platypus noise in any but that's why country. I was confused. but like that means like uh, did you think maybe he was saying words like in Spain or like in like in Spanish he would be like arriba like he would do the little oh in the no. words. Oh, we can't. Oh, no. <laughs> Too bad? Yeah. Not, not a good enough joke? Did you cut it? Oh, no. It was hilarious, but oh, it'll you. get you canceled. How? Ariba's a word. It means up. Right, just, Speaking of mm, up, if you have some special mm, words for up and down, let me know now. The <laughs> Enjoy. That's super wait, 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 say that again? If you have some special words for up and down, let me know now. It's... When he's like in the spaceship and he's talking to Isabella, I'm sorry, the uh, galactic travelinator. Um, when he's in there and he's like, you know, is it your left or my left or your right or my right? And she's like, we're facing the same direction. And he's like, oh, well, if you have some special words up and down, let me know now. And I enjoyed it. Like Ariba. Like Ariba. Um, I also like Baljeet's quote, is the difference purely semantics? And he says, it's branding. Leave me alone. <laughs> um... Doomsday knows how to run a a company and a, a, a corporation. He, sorry, we have to praise Laura Dickinson's performance as always. Oh, we're 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 starting that now. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> I, I don't. You know, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I have prepared the words to describe the magnificence that is Laura Dickinson's performance. No, wait, I'm finding them. Shut up, Danny. I think that this woman should be in every single lawmaking decision. I, I'm having an aneurysm. <laughs> What's the name of that song that they sing? I, I don't know what it's called. When should they're first arriving? Our song is a slam and scream no. door sneaking out late. When they're arriving, on. the song with the flossing, dancing that Laura and Danny sing. The the great leader. I can't. Yeah, remember the I can't think what the Hold song on. is called. Well, the joke of it is that it doesn't have like a chorus. It's so I love it. You know me, Danny. There's no joke I love more than when you think something is going to end and it doesn't. That's yes. one of my classic favorite bits, that, and that's it's a, done great. Yeah, that's a more pleasant bit. Um, than it is entitled yeah. "Meet Our Leader." Meet yeah. Our Leader. But Laura Dickinson truly pulled out all the stops in this film. One of my favorite moments is when you know we see Perry pop up and they do that Perry, and then he <laughs> looks at the camera and goes shh. And it's just Lord again. She goes, Perry. <laughs> no. That's a great moment. It, it, I enjoyed that a lot. I, I liked the whole movie a lot. It, I cried. I mean, I have a couple of times written in my notes. I'm just like, and I'm sobbing. And I shouldn't <laughs> be. But I am. And They really pull at the heartstrings on this one. I'm not going to lie. They, they said, you know what? We're going to set out. Just like me writing anyone's birthday card. We're going to make them cry. Hey, the last birthday card you gave me was very insulting, so... The last birthday card I gave you was not insulting. It was a sorry for your loss card that I turned into a birthday card. I gave you a card that uh, said, (laughs) I'm really sorry about that news from the uh, Uncollege. So, um... have some great cards. Thank you. Yep. So, uh, let's maybe wrap it up a little here. Uh, We'll obviously have to talk about this movie again when we get to the chronological order of the movie. We'll have a second discussion of of this. This is more kind of just our reaction to Yeah, this episode won't be numbered. It'll have no name. It'll appear in your podcast feed. 
And, and uh, you'll go, what? You go, what is this? Get away from me. Who are you? You'll take out your magnifying glass and you'll go, but it can't be. An undigested bit of beef. Why, there's more of gravy than the grave about you. What? That's from Christmas Carol. Oh. <laughs> That's what Scrooge says when he sees Jacob Marley. Hey, you would know. You would know what he says when he sees Bob Marley. And Bob Marley. soldier. Listen, I think that this movie is great. It could only be better if Brian Darcy James had uh, voiced a character in this. I I, I think he should have been the voice of Belgique. (laughs) I don't think Brian Darcy James should play Belgique. But I do think Brian Darcy James should do something with Phineas and Ferb. He's a delight, and he's a great singer. I uh, would like to take a moment to say that Candace Against the Universe is great. It's an emotionally resonant film. Uh, It made uh, uh, all of us cry. Even Ryan, he's a he's a he's a. Uh, it did make me tear up. He's a I am dead stone. inside, confirmed yes. by the doctors. But it did me. It did pull at my emotions. No, I was just going to say that uh, a good friend of ours who uh, uh, loves Phineas and Ferb uh, uh, also wept at this and would not stop talking about it for the next three or four days. So that was that was a good. To be fair, I don't um, think anyone could. It it was so good. I was really pleasantly. I don't even want to say pleasantly surprised. Like I just like we enjoyed knew what it. was going to happen. I know, it was wasn't what I thought it would be, but I still loved it. Yeah, it's a weird movie. I dig it. it ten out of ten. You know what? Five it's, stars. It, honestly, in the nicest way possible, it is such a weird movie. It's yeah, deeply I weird. Love it though. It, it's yeah. the best kind of weird that you could. Hope it's for. something I could have never thought about. Like I never would have thought, you know, aliens exploding from the waist up, saying Candace. Like I never would have come up with that in my wildest dreams but they did and it works and it's it did, great. they did it works and they i love how they also just they tie it all together every little weird thing that they mentioned like the chicken replacinator is the uh, largest plot point I'm one of the largest plot the, points the threat to chicken murder like that is possibly my favorite so, joke in i mean ever. we i remember like watching it and i was like they could just kill the chicken and then he was like well accidents happen and i was like whoa <laughs> I was saying it, but I messed up inside. <laughs> it's different when they say it. I'm not allowed on the Disney Channel anymore for reasons. Um, I like just, you know, I every Phineas and Ferb big number, you know, makes me a little emotional. But the ending song of this, it definitely gets me. And I don't even know why. Like, it doesn't make sense why to me. But there on your own, you just might take it on the chin. But if it's us now. against the universe, we win. <laughs> I, why did everyone, I just get chills? You know, I mean, <laughs> so far it's been a rocking summer. But it wasn't, and like that's the thing I think too was like our summer sucked. Like <laughs> well, we were trapped in a house. Sucked. Yeah. Like it, it was terrible. But... Some of us have had worse summers than others. Okay, With our, an S at our the end. summer. I didn't say it was the worst. I said it sucked. I wasn't even saying like the people who have uh, been dealing with the plague and uh, the world being on fire. I just meant me. Yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> just like whining. Um, but to see, I don't know, like, they were just there and they were happy and it was like the one constant in the world is that Phineas and Ferb are still out there having a good time. They were happy. They knew it. Mm -hmm. And they clapped their hands. And I think that's what matters at the end of the day. No, it is such a comfort, Phineas and Ferb. It's always there. It's always positive, even when they're all about to die. It's a good, it's just a joy. And I love it. And if we're going to start ranking these uh, one through ten, I, I would, you know, there's only two of the movies, so this has got to be in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bold statement right there. It's great. I love... Can I quote you on that? There wasn't as It's much. not as good as... Um, what's the one where the, uh, Summer belongs to you? I'll say that. 
I don't think uh, any Phineas and Ferb project, any individual episode or movie is as good as Summer Belongs to You. Molly does not agree with me on this. My opponent does not agree with me on this. But I'll tell you right now, we can reach across the aisle right now. We can say Candace Against the Universe Will is Will you shut up, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> this clown over here doesn't like Summer Belongs to You. It's not that I don't like Summer Belongs to You. I just, oh, it's go. not my favorite. It's not. I liked this though. It really it moved me. It did. You know what? Can we just talk about the scene where it's it's towards the end of the movie once Candace is like she's freed from her little treadmill thing. She looks horrifying. She looks horrifying, but we love her anyway. And um Phineas and Ferb give her the gift that they've been trying Aww. to give her this whole movie. Mm. And if mm. you haven't cried in a while, if the doctors tell you that you're dead inside and you believe them for about 13 years, then watch this movie because you will finally prove oh, them wrong and you will win many a court case because of this. I'm really glad I put on these indoor sunglasses so you can't see me cry right now. But so they give her this mug. And first eyes. of all, the most uh, it's they give her a mug. Mm-hmm. And at first it just appears to be an ordinary mug. Candace and Candace, the brilliant line. The brilliant line. She goes, I don't even drink coffee. I can't do anything right. I've had that real feeling in the real world because people will give me mugs as gifts and I do not drink coffee despite being a grown man. I just can't do yeah. it. And I just have like, I'll f- I have so many mugs full of pencils, but I never do it. They're not on my desk. They're just around the house. Like they're just full. <laughs> of yeah, we, we know. All right. Well, the peanuts one, I don't want to get rid of because I like that one. The two-faced one, I'm not so attached to. Uh, right, this isn't an one. episode of Hoarders. This is an episode of Candace Party. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Mug Talk. It's me, <laughs> Mug Mugland, your host. <laughs> anyway, so, they give her this mug. so they give her this mug, but it's not actually a mug, of course, because it's a gift from Phineas and Ferb and a little, I guess, a disco ball or some sort of thing, projector, whatever, a pops light, up. shiny light. We hear a haunting reprise of Disco Miniature Golfing Queen. Oh, we I wish. wish. I wish. That's going that's what's going to play at my wedding. Instead of the like da, 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 that's graduation song. Uh, that's fun. I'm going to graduate that's... and get married the same afternoon. Yeah, it's just going to be You're going to roller skate down the aisles like you're in Xanadu. Oh my god. Now you have to. Now I Now I am legally up. Now do you want but now don't you want to do it as Xanadu? Why not both? Put your hands together. Anyway, so the, this is not an actual mug. It is, I guess, some sort of projector disco ball type of thing that is projecting holograms of all of the memories that Candace that we've better. seen. Yeah, that Candace has made better. And they tell her that, you know, you're special to us because you make every day. What do they say? They're like, you know, this is like when he reads you the plot of holes. I don't <laughs> there's something about choosing Candace. Yeah, they say how like she's special and she helped make the summer special. It wouldn't have been that great without her. And how like you know they would choose her as a sister every time. Like she might not be the chosen one, but they choose oh, her because yeah. mm-hmm. they keep calling her the chosen one the I entire can't, time. I'm like, which I'm uh, sorry, I just I'm have to cry. say, I can't hear the chosen one and not think of um, one. You are the chosen one. Yeah. Uh, or um, in Harry Potter when he's See, like, well, I'm the chosen. I was one. thinking in. What's the, the? It's like, I don't think it's the Jimmy and Timmy crossover. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's. Do you know what I'm talking about? Isn't Sheen the chosen one where he puts his leg behind his head? Yes. He is. That's just a Jimmy no, Neutron. No, no, no. That's just a Jimmy Neutron. But there is also, I think, 
It's like there's three oh, parts of it. Oh, is it the Wishology? It. The Wishology. Where it opens with him in the Matrix. Yes. And the Harry Potter, he goes to Yes. Yes. Always. No, but yeah, that that's what I think of. Because they, they also have this game on Nickelodeon.com. Quick <laughs> sponsor. Um, Ask your parents permission before logging on to Nickelodeon.com. Who would ever who do it? Do it without asking permission. them. Mommy, I want to go to Nickelodeon. Don't ask for permission. Ask for forgiveness. <laughs> before you log on to CartoonNetwork.com, ask your parents forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> Instantly sinister. In a tent it. in the woods. Oh, but yeah, it's just so emotional and it's so sweet. And then to hear Candace, she really does look, I mean, we can't say that going forward she learns the lesson because I think they yeah. said this takes place in like the middle of summer, but. Oh, but the end of the movie makes me cry. But yeah, she learns the lesson enough to one, share oh. the lesson to super, super big doctor. Super, super big she doctor. She kind of echoes Vanessa's amazing psychoanalysis of yeah. her about how. You know, maybe she it's not about controlling her brothers. It's about how she feels about herself and her own self-worth. And I'm like, man, like, what a deep thing for a Phineas and Ferb movie to be tackling. And yeah. it just really moves me. Um, even though it's, like, such a serious, intense moment that's so emotional. And then you have, like, in the background, all of their, like, ridiculous signs and, like, exploding alien goo everywhere. Molly, would you like to talk about the Ducky, the Ducky Momo? Momo? The Ducky Momo movie poster. It's Ducky Momo the movie. And at the bottom, it says, it'll have you coming back for Momo. And that brought me so much. <laughs> she, like, went back, like, three times to look at it. And every time we passed it, she paused it. It just made me so <laughs> happy. Just for, like, three seconds, I was like, yeah. I was also made very happy by, uh, like, the Pet Palace sign that has a little Pascal on it. Yeah. From yeah. Rapunzel. I mean, from Tangle. From Rapunzel. I want, to watch t- I want to watch Timmy Turner okay, on, the, but on the Nickelodeon. There was this moment in the movie where the Vanessa, when she um, looks up and all the escape pods are flying at her, she looks so much like Vanessa from The Little Mermaid, which is Ursula uh, as a person, yeah. when she's screaming. <laughs> um, when she's screaming because like Scuttle's attacking her or like the fish are attacking her, it looked just like that. Not intentional, I'm sure, but I enjoyed it. I know that you had a soda, and that's why you had to pause in the middle of your sentence, but I thought you were getting choked up again. She <laughs> looks so much like Vanessa she- <laughs> from the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I don't know why you're Miss Piggy when you cry in my impression. But- oh, I thought that sounded like Mickey Mouse. Gummy. That's it. Miss Piggy. Welcome to Disneyland. All right, what was your favorite part of the movie? Um, My favorite part of the movie, besides the chicken murder, because that would be number one every time. Yeah. Uh, it's got to be when they give... it's No. I was going to say it's when they give her the mug because that made me cry, but that's not it. It's at the end when their mom is around the corner and she stops her mom from seeing everything Phineas and Ferb have done and she makes her drive all the way to the other side of town to get pizza. And it just makes me want to cry because it's such a sweet thing for Candace to do. And this is the power of music, by the way, is that while she's doing that, there's like there is Candace's theme, which is the dun 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 dun, dun the little ring around the rosy mm-hmm. wicked witch of the west theme she has. But there is a soft emotional version of Candace's theme that plays like when she talks to Jeremy or something. There's it's like it's the same notes, but it's just kind of sweet sounding. And they play that while she's telling their mom to go. And it's just like I just started crying because Candace is yeah. oh. The score of this oh. movie was really beautiful. Even in the beginning, when she first goes to bust mom i mean not bust mom bust the boys to mom she never tried busting the mom that would have worked <laughs> mom Can you imagine mom i know what you're doing no um i know what you're doing mother <laughs> you can't fool me but like 
there's this score behind her where you can just tell that like this is going to be the culmination of everything. Like it really feels that way. The music is beautiful. And at another point, there's uh, you're talking about the duel of the um there's that part in it where kind of like you're talking about with candace's theme perry's theme is playing but it's not quite his theme but you could tell it's in the background and i i just think it's beautiful the music is beautiful truly the music is beautiful ryan what's your favorite part of the movie go my favorite part of the movie that's a tough one oh geez if somebody told you my life is easy somebody Mm. lied I bet you're wondering how I got here. I'm just doing things that sound like they're intros because you were introing. Um, Ever since I was a kid. I don't know. I'm having I'm having some trouble. Okay, Molly, what was your favorite part? Yeah. Give Ryan a minute to stop. C- come um, back to me. Come back to me. I'm not ready to order yet. <laughs> I mean, it is tough because I, I, I like so many parts of the movie, but I do think I enjoyed the part with where Swampy and Dan make their yeah. cameo because of how absolutely bizarre it was and the only thing i I don't like i love that joke i love i love everything about that joke i love that it degrades piece by piece so it's like pencil animation oh the only thing i do not like is that afterwards baljeet just goes like we'll never speak of this again or whoever says i think first says says it it, yeah yeah. it's just an unnecessary oh no i like that because i like the horror on their faces i like that they're scared of what happened like that they're all just staring at the camera i almost think it would have been funnier if they just stared at the camera that it just cut away and no one said anything (laughs) and it's just this horrible little thing anyway i think i would have felt so unsettled for the rest of my life speaking of horrible little things ryan what was your favorite part Uh, (laughs) first of all thank you for that magnificent introduction you're welcome um that marvelous introduction i don't know i'm spooky season i had to be winifred Oh, I, I thought you were being Billy Crystal from the eighties when you would go, "You look marvelous." I thought you were doing that, and I was like, "Molly, what is this?" Like, thank you, Max, for that <laughs> marvelous introduction. I put a spell on you. Put a spell on you. <laughs> and now you're mine. Oh, mine, mine, mine. Ryan, you're a favorite part of the movie. A hocus pocus. No. Real um, quick, real quick. We've done this before, but if the three of us are the Sanderson sisters, I'm. We agreed I'm Mary. The one on the Daddy. back. We all agreed I'm Mary. The amount of money I would pay to see you on a flying vacuum. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time just picturing Danny on the vacuum. Because you. it, I'm not convinced it hasn't happened. I'm not convinced it wasn't Danny in the movie. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna Every time I see it, just the heroes. face that she makes, she goes, "Winnie." I love her little her little weird lip thing. Yeah, that's why you have to be her when we're in them. We're gonna be them for Halloween this year, just so you all know. Um, my favorite part of the film. Favorite part of the film. Um, I do love the you know the chicken threatening. Yeah, I think I think it just was so unexpected for me. I think that really left a lasting impression. But I do love when um they get for the mug. I think you know comedy wise, I think the axe is my favorite. But obviously emotionally wise, I think. Yeah. And you know, song wise, honestly, I think it might be during the credits when the universe is against me, and no one here defends me, and everyone pretends we haven't seen it all before. It's a great song. Um, yeah, that song is real emo. Like, oh, I like yeah, it. Really and it's, it's like a dagger hanging over my head. It's really good. Um, yeah, I, a lot of fun. I. As always, I just wish there was more, more, more of it. 
I just wish yeah. there was another 10 scenes of Vanessa and Doof. I wish there was another 10 yeah. scenes of Baljeet and Buford. I love I Baljeet and Buford. I They're such a, a great. sub series of just Vanessa alone on the alien planet. That's what Doof 101 would have been. Eventually, they would have sent her to an alien planet. And she would have. <laughs> I love the weird fact that, like, they tried like five or six different Phineas and Ferb spinoffs and Disney was like so hungry to have them make more of this show, but like did not go for any of these spinoffs, even though they're all fine. Like Doof yeah. 101 is funny. Yeah. And uh, the Alka Files has a really great theme song. I don't know if you've heard it in a long time, but the theme song of the Alka Files is brilliant. Um, and it's a fun special. It has the bugs. I love the bugs. I need a new season of Milo Murphy's Law. I need it. So everyone out there, you need <laughs> to watch it. If you already watched it, rewatch it. Let's get those numbers up. Yeah, Milo Let's Murphy's get Law. This new season out. So good. Such a good show. I love Weird Al. I want to kiss him. Don't tell him I said that. He's um, gonna think it's weird. It's not in like a gross way. I just want to. I, him a I kiss. do have to give a shout out to <laughs> Tiffany Haddish because I can't even believe that's her voice. Doing yeah, the Candace thing. Like I. Can't believe How much do you think she was paid I'm not a big Tiffany Haddish fan. But what? Oh. I'm not a big Tiffany Haddish fan, but I, I like her. her in the Lego movie. And, Lego uh, movie 2. Lego movie 2. Oh, so you you're not a fan but you enjoy uh the only two things of of her that that uh, anyone's ever seen. Obviously no one's watched her as a comedian or an actress. We've all only seen the Lego movie 2 and Phineas and Ferb, right? This is normal. This is normal that one of the most famous people on the planet our only exposure to them is from the Lego movie 2, right? Like this isn't weird that I only know Tiffany Haddish from the Lego movie too. Um, <laughs> and, anyway, right um, I thought she did good in this and I was impressed with Ali Wong as well, even though her stand-up makes me so uncomfortable when she speaks about childbirth. That's the, that's the point. I know that's the point, but she scarred me for that's life. That's the norm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, we'll talk about it again when the time comes around, but that might not be for a really long yeah. time. Yeah, listen, we got a podcast to do. We love you all. Uh, not all of you, but you know, we're we're, we're tight. Um, we, we try and Ryan's away at school now, so it's a little hard to record. Except so for today, I'm here. Yeah. Hi. I'm sorry. If I'm, I'm Ryan. Ryan. Oh, no, don't listen. Oops. I'm Ryan. What? You what can only shoot one of us. No, no, no. Shoot him. He's the imposter. You, you can only shoot one of us. The Since the premiere. I wish I could mix that as, as us in stereo, but I have to mix this down to mono for the... Um... It's going to be painful. Yeah. It's, wouldn't it be funny, though, like just in one ear, it's just like, don't listen. He's not right. <laughs> I'm fine. He's the... He's Ask us something the only, the, the, only the real Ryan would Only know. the real Ryan would know that I'm the real Ryan. No. Yes. No. And that's why I know it, because I'm the real Ryan. Everything this clown is saying is a lie. <laughs> You shut up, man. <laughs> you shut up, man. My girlfriend won't shut up. That was a real productive podcast well, we did yeah, today. This was great. That was a productive segment. I'm glad everyone waited months for us to do this. It's been a month. We're into October. It came out August 28th. October, I hardly know her. Ladies, Ladies gentlemen, and, gentlemen and others. Ladies, gentlemen, and others, thank you for tuning in. Friends, family. Roman, (laughs) countrymen, lend me your ears. Thanks, Bubs. Why would you do that? That's why we got to wait. Because I had to burp. And I will not be persecuted for being human. Thank you, everybody, for listening. No, 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 we're not done. I will not be persecuted for... for substances of lower densities such as carbon dioxide to leave my body... Through the nearest open festival. All right. All right. We don't need to hear about your nearest open uh, orifice. Yeah. Okay. So, good night. Uh, good luck, Mr. and Mrs. America, and all the ships at sea. Hashtag 
he got, got for Laura. Laura. Also, don't forget, please recommend some Tiffany Haddish stuff for me to watch. I'm woefully uh, unprepared. I, I know very little about famous people. I am doing the Bernie Sanders hands, yes. but I started doing them by accident. Um, Let us know what your favorite part of Candace Against the Universe hey, was. Hey, if you know popular music, too, I don't know anyone. When people are talking about like famous musicians, I'm very ill-equipped. Okay, well, that's a separate problem. Yeah, I'm not going to put that oh, on the yeah, fans. I was just going to say, I was like, I don't think that's a thing for our listeners to... I'm, I'm 20 I think you should educate yourself. If you've noticed 20 any cool know. things about the movie, point them out to us, and then we can talk about them whenever we eventually get to the movie in chronological order. I know all about... Um, uh, no, nothing. You know nothing. Wow. Thank you, everyone. Uh, we at Candace Party support many movies about Candace. We love it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to say congratulations to Ashley Tisdale and her yes. husband on her pregnancy. Oh, and I also hope being she has a good a actor. Safe and healthy oh, also pregnancy. being phenomenal in this. Yeah. Um, but yes, safe pregnancy. Congratulations to Vincent Martella on running a very funny and uncomfortable Twitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> good on you, Vincent. We all love you, and we're Thank all rooting you for you. To love Swampy whatever. for reaching out to the world and. Uh, <laughs> Coming out, uh, getting everybody to vote. Thank you to and, Malik uh, Pancholi for to being vote funny. For Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Malik Pancholi, very talented actor. Thank you to um, Bobby Ga- Bobby Bobby Gaylor is the voice of, yes, uh, of you for big fan. Thank you for always making us uncomfortable. Allison Stoner, um, thank you for a delightful delightful performance. Another Isabella. great song. Oh, we didn't even talk about her threat. Oh, she when before I pray you never find out what this patch is. She goes, you see this patch? Pray you never find out what it's for. He's like, whoa, Isabella, I'm a big fan. I'm as big a fan of patch related ominous ominous as much as the next guy in Ferb. Right, right. Big fan. Besides Ferb, obviously. Oh well. Good movie. Anyone else we want to thank? Thanks to the entire crew. As they say in the Dickinson. closing number, as they say in the closing number, yes. let's take the time to thank the folks who worked on all this oh, animation. animation. Um, Lawrence, you did a great job in the credits, my buddy. You did, man. Richard O'Brien. Great job in back. the credits. That was one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Actually, that's up there for me um, oh, because yes, he yes. yells when he's on fire like nobody else. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that's a classic Rocky Horror scream. <laughs> that's a great one. You know, he actually sings that opening number in the Does in the he? movie. Yeah, the. The the really the late night double feature picture show. Yeah. He sings that. It's a woman's he lips does. in the opening credits, but it's just Richard Bryan with an incredible falsetto just doing Brad and Janet. Yeah, I don't know uh, any of the words to that. I just know it's at there. the late night double feature picture I had no idea that was show. Him. If it's not, then I'm just a great liar. Oh. Don't Google it. Just <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. We forgot to thank the boy. The boy. The boy. The boy. David. <laughs> Who? Please, Ferb. Oh yeah, him too. I meant you, Bradley Baker. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm calling him the boy. Yeah, that's confusing. Madonna. Um, <laughs> thank you, Caroline Ria. <laughs> Dan, thank you, Dan. Thank you. Oh, the thank you, Daniel. Casting crew: uh, uh, Olivia Diabo. Who? Olivia uh, Newton John. Olivia Newton-John, Miriam, Miriam Diabo from mm-hmm. uh, License to Kill. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. She's from Living Daylights. Wrong. Uh, thank you to whoever plays that uh, man and his wife for another classic. Uh, I want to say it's Falling Corey Burton, Sky but I don't know. Bit. Um, it doesn't work that way. My support group says you're bringing me down. <laughs> my support group says you're bringing me down. The universe is against right. Can you. you hear me, Fred? No one defends me. Enjoy. This has been Candace's party. A really disorganized podcast.
Is Olivia also who does the voice of Vanessa? What's what's that actor's name? Olivia Newton John. Olivia Newton John. Thanks. Olivia Newton John. You're welcome. All right, goodbye. Get together. Candace party. Candace party. Don't call it that. It's just a get together. Candace party. Candace party. We're talking I to the N to the T I M A T E. Get together. What? I to the N to the T I M A T E. Get together. That's right. It's not a party.